don't have them beers no more, Chris. I know. Um, and Johnny, oh, yeah. you're not going back, are you? Oh, no, I'm never, never going back. Never go back to Georgia. Tonight never might be the go good test for no me, too. <laughs> go ahead and have one. What do you care? I Nope. I'm going to get rid of this gut. Yeah, I'm getting a bigger gut eating chocolate ice cream. <laughs> Although I did wolf down a frozen pizza last night. That probably wasn't wise. I'm, uh, I'm still down 25. Are you really? Well, yeah, it had, it had to be the beer. I mean, I was drinking, you know, five IPAs a night, which probably isn't good for your belly. No. Your belly. Oh, I Johnny, uh, yeah. you're good. Mm -hmm. Johnny, you're going to have your Rivertown River Dance. Same thing. Uh, are we on the thing now? The we are. We are. The thing. Uh, How you doing, town council members? Oh, my God. Your dauber down? They're probably all in the same boat we are, just... What's the point? Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll God. get to that. We'll get to the point. There, there's a point. To, you know, it's getting to the point where I'm no I'm fun just anymore. No fun anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, um, I'm sorry, boy, John. I, uh, I was in here after the show yesterday, it's posting this, doing that. And point. I, what I like to do once in a while is I'll just throw on YouTube and then just put in an artist and then. And I forget why we were talking about somebody yesterday, so I entered that. And then it, yes. inevitably what will come up is covers by whatever, if, if it's a whoever, and then it'll be a cover by that particular artist. And Brandy Carlisle covered uh, Hallelujah. Holy balls. Is that yeah, a about 7,000 other people. No, but her version is unfreaking believable. There, there's actually a book about all the people that have covered that. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a Mich book about Michigan what the gave song it to me. means. What's it called, John? It's called, oh, it's the same one Joe's talking about. Uh, Mishki hey, uh, gave it to me. Forgot what I was going to say. Who wrote it? <coughs> I'm looking. The I read up on it. Or the Leonard broken. Cohen apparently wrote 80 different versions of that song. Yeah, and he didn't think it was any big deal. He just thought it was, yeah. you know. It's, That's it's... insane. The Holy or the Broken, Leonard Cohen, Jeff Buckley, and the Unlikely Ascent of Hallelujah by Alan Light. He's uh, He's uh, got uh, roots here in Minnesota. He was a Prince uh, helper, okay. assistant for a while. I got to go close my door. Because right um, I was, oh, he, did, he took his headphones off. That's a pretty good tune, Joe. What? Hallelujah. John? Ju yeah. Is Who's the Canadian? Joni Mitchell or Judy Collins? Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, have you seen, I've, I'm right in the middle of Laurel Canyon on Epic. I've Epic's, watched it. The two-parter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite well, good. Wasn't that one with David Crosby and... Uh, yeah, there's like three of them about that same area, yeah. if that makes sense. But this one I had never seen. Uh, it's I've been to Laurel Canyon. Yeah, you've been there many times. Yeah, I've been there it was many a cool times. place. I can see why those dope smokers loved it. Yeah, Dill liked it a lot. Dill likes it a lot. Whatever. I like it a lot. It's getting to the point. That uh, see, and watching that Laurel Canyon thing made me remember that album. That album is that's a strong ten on a t one to ten. Here's a little one. difference in uh, what's one to ten. The first Crosby, Stills, and Nash album. Oh, 
here's a little difference in modern baseball. I I watched uh, Facing Nolan finally. Oh, you did? Did you like it? Yeah, it's very good. Uh, it didn't answer. None of these answered the questions I have. Okay. But, you know, where did this, where did the dog in him come from? It, his upbringing didn't suggest anything unusual. Where did he get this desire? In any event. Wasn't uh, he a farm kid? Just No, he lived in town in Alvin, Texas. Oh, I thought he was a farm kid. He, well, he is now. He's a rancher. That's a, why I've always A liked real him. one. He, he's got the cows and the whole deal. But he, he <laughs> has five no-hitters in his career. I thought it was seven. Well, maybe he's got more than that. But on his fifth one, when he woke up that morning, he couldn't raise his arm. He had a floating bone chip in his elbow. But he kind of moved it around till the bone chip got out of the way. And then he threw a no-hitter. I think that's the one where, uh, name me some Detroit Tigers of that era. Not Al Kaline. Of the 70s Uh, or the 80s? Yeah, uh, early 80s. Norm Cash? No. No, he was already gone. Alan Trammell. Lou, Lou, Lou Whitaker, Whitaker. No. Chet Lemon? One of them came up to play with a table leg. And the ump said to him, you can't use that. I, and he said, <laughs> it doesn't make any difference, Ron, Ron Lucia. I can't hit him anyway. He had a table leg. <laughs> I remember that story, actually. <laughs> no, you're right. It was Norm Cash. It was his Norm second, Cash. His second Norm no-hitter. Cash. Ryan's second no-hitter. That was his second no-hitter? <laughs> yep, second no-hitter. Oh, okay. A, well, the fifth one, he I'm had a bone fascinated. chip. I'm fascinated. A, where the hell did he get a table he leg He took from? one off a table in the in the clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he made him toss it and had to use his bat, and of course he was that, out. Well, Sparky was their manager, obviously, right? I don't know. Oh, that's but anyway, anyway, that was, this yeah. was 73, so no, Sparky wasn't oh, there. Yet. Oh, yeah, because he, he was still with the Reds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big well, who Red was he machine. with in 73? Still the Mets? Sparky? Mm. No, no, no. He had to be with. You're talking about Ryan, right? Yeah. Angels. Uh, he was with the Angels then. Yeah. yeah. When did the Mets trade him? Not long after his career started. Yes, he was with them in 69 when they were. Won the World Series, and then I think maybe seventy or seventy-one. How the hell? You want another he... weird stat? Yes, he's never won a Cy Young. I was just going to say that. How yeah. is that possible? No. I don't know. He's never won a Cy Young. Uh, even in the year he set the strikeout record and had no hitters and the whole deal. Did he not just embody Texas Rangers? Yeah, he just embodied Texas. Oh my God, what a freaking badass! And he wasn't. He's just this. On the mound, he sure as hell he was. He said he hated himself when he was on the mound. Really? He did not like himself. Wow. Because he'd throw at your chin. He the did best that. was when he had the blood dripping from his lip, and he's looking for the sign. And Because Super 70 Sports tweets about Nolan Ryan very quite often. Oh, it's just, he's such a badass. And then when he beat the crap out of Robin Ventura. That was funny. Oh, it was so great. Because I hated the White Sox then. The year he struck out 383, he finished second in the Cy Young Award yeah, voting. To uh, Jim Palmer. Palmer? Okay. I, I was, was wow. going to look, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah. He walked a lot of guys, too, though. Oh, he did walk a lot of well, guys. Well, because yeah. he pitched 7,000 innings a year, you'd mm. walk a lot of guys, too. Two, 299 innings, 204 walks. That's that's not a real good ratio. <laughs> he never had a pitching coach. but oh, about his John third. won't take Nolan Ryan all of a sudden. Oh, no, I love Nolan Ryan. <laughs> okay, Rocco. I'm just trying to be, I'm just trying, you know, just like on the show, I'm trying to be the voice of reason. Okay. (laughs) Just like on the show. I just had to get Rose was not ignored, which I loved. 
he he was what do you mean he offered frequent commentary in this documentary and he told the story of uh where he told nolan one time throw that curveball i'm gonna hit your fucking forehead with it no way yep and so nolan got two strikes on him with fastballs and threw the curveball and pete hit it ryan had to duck and all the way to first base Rose was pointing at him. <laughs> How did Ryan not put one in his ear? Were they buddies? Well, they they sure sound like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that didn't make any difference with Ryan. He would have put it in your ear. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you I'm were buddies, he, yeah. I'm shocked he didn't do that to him. That's that's hilarious. Wow. Two hundred and twenty-two complete games. You, you think it's a different game at this point? But oh it's it's just it's a, it's difficult to watch it. When you realize what they're putting what the game, on the field what, today, yeah, what the game's become, it's I not as fun as though. Not just that's the era I covered. Carew wouldn't take himself out of the lineup if Nolan was pitching. <laughs> I have the flu. Oh, you do, huh? He had the flu. Okay, the hell he did, and he admitted in the documentary I couldn't hit him. Wow, he, you oh, know he, was, he, he. Oh, go ahead, John. He, I was just gonna say he didn't hit a lot of people, which surprises me. No, but he had the ability he, to almost and, hit you. And he was intimidating enough that uh, Well, they had, had a phrase for that. It. They all the players who faced him said he was conveniently wild. <laughs> That's a great line. Well, and the thing is, he probably his fastball back then, which was still which was unbelievable, is 98. No, well, the, 109. Well, but my point being, there's 500 guys that throw as hard as he does. The problem is they throw one yeah. inning. Yeah, the third reliever coming in now throws as hard as he did. Yeah. Don't the great pitchers have a big ass? Mm-hmm. That's Blylevin's rule. Uh, uh, Nolan, uh, I'll tell you who's got a big ass. Verlander. Reavers. Reavers. <laughs> Kenny. Uh, Kenny. Kenny's a good pitcher. Bartolo. Bartolo Colon. They had a big everything. Oh, God, I love Bartolo. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was only an all-star eight times, which surprises me. He was one here, right, at the Metrodome? Uh, what year? 85. 85. I wonder he, how he, he managed was. to yes. stay married. She must have loved baseball. She was, they were high school, they were like grade school sweethearts. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. And she's a cool looking grandma. You got the wrinkly skin and they got, all that. They got the whole brood of kids running around. They got around. a lot of kids. And I love that he learned how to pitch throwing through a uh, a swing, a tire swing. Tire you know swing. what they were eating? They had a big family dinner. And you know what they were eating? Big old steaks. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know, the 85 year, Chris, he was an all-star, but it wasn't a very good year for him, which is weird. He's well, 10, didn't 10 he, and 12. Weren't they really good in 84, which is probably why? The no, they, he was they, with Houston then. Yeah. Didn't they fail to get to the World Series twice? That was 86. They 86, lost the mess. That, yeah. That's when the, the long game, right? Wasn't that yep. the series with the yep. long game? It was him and Mike Scott were the two starters for the Astros. Yeah. Good Lord, am I a dork. You really yeah, but are. are people going to talk about baseball this way 10 years from now? No, God, no. There's nothing to... No. Did you, know. did you see, and I have it in my news, did you see the ratings for the World Series? No. Let me I'll, guess. I'll, Thursday I'll night football. It. I'll do it. Threefold. I'll, I'll have it in the news. Fratelloni's Hardware yeah, and Garden Stores. I'm not depressed enough about the election results, well, John. Oddly enough, either. oddly enough, that is my lead to the story was, depending on what side you're on politically, <laughs> if you're depressed about the election here, this will depress you even more. Fratelloni's um, Hardware and Garden Stores. Hold on, really quick. Uh, uh, Don't say really quick. Really, really quick. Really, really slow. Quick. 
<laughs> what was a worse facility? In all seriousness, the dome or the Astrodome? Oh, I think the Metrodome. Really? Yeah. Because wasn't the wasn't the Astrodome celebrated when it was first constructed? Yeah, the eighth wonder of the world. So people actually enjoyed watching well, a baseball game. It was game thought in about that Metrodome was a stopgap measure to keep teams from leaving here. It was a piece of crap. Well, there's that Sushere talking about the dome again. What the hell? Do you hate Minneapolis? <laughs> John. It cost me a job. <laughs> just what a dump. <laughs> you know, honestly, of all of my memories of working with you and working at this radio station, when we were sitting oh god, dump, that was funny. Yeah, for Twins fans, we're we're desperately okay. Town council, we're supposed you want, to be celebrating. You want your money's worth? Here's a little inside scoop. So we're desperately trying to keep the twins. And Joel's looking around. Look at this fucking dump. <laughs> As we're standing in the middle of the dome, pretty much, you know, everybody can hear you because it was empty. so hard. Place smelled like old tacos. God, it smelled like tacos and cheese dip. That nuclear crap they put on them. Stop laughing! What a dump! Really? What a dump! We sit down, put our headsets on, and these guys start running into Rice. Looks at me, go, Jesus Christ! Look at these fucking dorks. And I went, yep. This will be a fun broadcast today. He, he was traded uh, by the oh. Mets for uh, Pat's buddy, Jim Fergosi. Mm-hmm. I knew that. Nolan Ryan, Leroy Stanton, Don Rose, and Frank oh. Estrada to the Angels for Jim Fergosi. Oh, Johnny, have you seen the 30 for 30 on the Mets? Something uh, clean, uh, something or other. Fratelloni's hardware and garden nah, I'd rather talk baseball. Me Come too, on. actually. <laughs> uh, but no, the are you? You're a thirty for thirty fan. I, I take. I, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it's a subject I like, yeah, you the, have the to. The Mets they're, one's really good. In fact, yeah. In fact, the boys sat down and watched it with me. Fratelloni's hardware and I, garden uh, stores. They're, okay. they're available, right? Like on demand on ESPN. If mm-hmm. you got, yeah, yep. because I almost bought. There was at a Goodwill. There was, you know, a. a package uh, well yeah and my wife said why are you gonna buy those you can probably dial them up whenever you want went, yeah, yeah you're you right can. you're right that one's really you, you'd enjoy it the Mets one's good I will have to check it out if I haven't seen it sometimes Switch. I forget because it starts way back in the 60s and then it works its way up to 86 when they want meet it. the Mets da, 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 oh yeah da, 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 remember the, the Mets meter yes we we had that on the show because the twins were poop I'm aware of that Joe you ready, ready to go, go? yeah <sighs> let's go Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 961, November 9th, 2022, the day after the election. And I forgot to write down the highs and lows. Oh, you know what? I bet it was warm and I bet it was cold. We would have had a warm record and then the cold one would have been a different year. It would have been colder. <laughs> and now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Hey, the sun came up this morning. Tomorrow. BFD. No, it didn't. It It didn't come up, actually. Hey, the papers were right there. No, they were late again. Oh, mine were there. I feel safer. No, no, I don't. I don't think fraud will ever take place again. Hold on. You're going to just get a bunch of these. Uh, Uh, We don't know that. A bunch. Because we're drilling more gas prices are... 
No. We don't know that. No, that's not the case. Uh, boy, it was a shellacking, huh, fellas? Mm-hmm. It was uh, Minnesota is now night. governed by the DFL in the in the uh, House, the Senate, and the governor's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Ellison won. Uh, Julie Block. No Republican won a state office. Uh, Angie Craig beat Tyler Kistner. Uh, mm-hmm. Betty McCollum's going back for her 150th year. <laughs> uh, nothing's nothing's going to change here. Oh, well, but in positive news, Mary Moriarty's going to Mor- be running things. Mary Moriarty, whatever won, the hell her uh, name Hennepin is. County attorney. So we got that going well, for I got us. A lot of emails uh, from people who were all sharing similar sentiments. Uh, Sanibel Jim, bad morning. Red tide was always a blight whenever it turned up off the shores of Sanibel Island. Yeah. But today that red tide is a pink puddle that might be gone by noon. As I have said many times, these election results are not a fluke. I have a theory. Give me a great theory today. Are not a fluke. They are the philosophical preference of most voters today. Socialism and its benefits to those who seek free money from the government is the desire the Democrats could run Pinocchio from his basement and put out negative ads emphasizing free stuff, race, and class warfare, and it would win. But wait a minute, they did twice. The left will ruin Walker in a Georgia runoff if it gets that far. Our red wave is a pink puddle, and I can't I can't really claim that I can uh, believe that Herschel Walker would have been a good Senate candidate, okay? I mean, I have to remain somewhat true to myself. The guy <laughs> had been hit on the head way too often. Way too often. I bet he has CTE something fierce. I'm I'm not being facetious. Uh, We are doomed. When I started signing my emails back a few years ago with doomed, I was hoping otherwise. We are now officially doomed, Santa Bill Jim. I will address the doom part here in a moment. Uh, This is from Scott. From Inver Grove, as I noted in my email to you yesterday, I was very guarded about becoming optimistic about throwing out the walls, Ellison and Craig. As I awoke this morning, my tepid optimism turned to stark reality. You betcha the red wave did not happen in the People's Republic of Minnesota. Well, did anybody really think it would? Uh, As a majority of government handout takers and MAGA Democrats make abortion great again, voted to not only continue the misery we are feeling, but intensifying it into the future. The statement it's over should resonate ever so painfully today as it is truly over. If we couldn't get these tyrants out of office, given the economy, inflation, crime, and all the other elements we are living with, it will never happen. It has been my belief that the left has patiently indoctrinated the younger generations to vote for them. I'll have more about that in a moment. More about that in a moment. Scott from Invergrove, never afraid and pushing back. He's right. Uh, Rick Anderson, recently we went to Florida to be snowbirds for the first time. We are getting the full initiation as we await for Nicole to make her pass through the area we are residing. We have prepared our RV as best we can. We have a bug out plan in place and a safer haven in place. When I got up this morning and finished checking the election results, I found myself wanting to research how to change my residency to Florida. The number of people who think Walls, Ellison, and Omar are the ones. Omar got the highest percentage of votes of any candidate in the country. May I add something? Mm -hmm. 
you know, you had said this a few weeks ago. I didn't even realize she was running because she ran zero ads. She didn't have to. Because she didn't have to. Uh, dealing with the coming hurricane is more attractive than another four years of the elected leadership in Minnesota. While it's hard to keep pushing back when the wall doesn't move, we have to keep pushing. Rick is from Forest Lake in Silver Springs, Florida. He's our cystic Ooh. fibrosis guy. Oh, yeah. I remember Rick. Yeah. What was it? What what was it in Florida? What Silver was... Springs. Silver. I got to look that up. Uh, what's this one? Okay. I have a theory. Ooh. There is no election fraud. I don't think there needs to be. I don't think there has been. And I'm being deadly serious. Uh, the voting can be explained thusly. The voting has been extended to before and to mail in and to what have you in order to encourage more people who have no idea what they're doing to vote. And I'm going to play off an emailer, uh, Rick, who writes, Joy, I had a thought about you were what you were struggling with yesterday about what is going on with voting. In the past, only people voting, the only people voting were informed people who knew who, what, where, and why they were voting. Today, there is a push from every angle for every single American to go out and vote. From celebrities to teachers to politicians, they are all pushing for everyone to vote. I believe that the left is aware of this, that if you send everyone out to vote, the majority of those voters who are uninformed will tend to vote left. That would be why the celebrities in schools are pushing this as they would be considered left. I truly believe you have to be educated and well-informed to be a conservative, which is why the left can pounce on the unexpecting, uninformed voters to put more votes in their pile. This could also be the reason it seems elections have become more difficult than they need to be. The need to make sure everyone has a chance to vote just opens up all of these extra variables that aren't needed. Early voting would not be needed if only the people who were truly motivated to vote wanted to vote. Hope this helps you grab hold of the thought you have been struggling with, Rick from Stacy. It does, Rick, and I appreciate it. And it leads me to some deep thoughts and theories. Garage, garage logic service road of life? Mm-hmm. Good. The failed academy is so successful. How successful is it? That they've continued to dump out into the population morons who have no earthly idea what they're voting for. Uh, to make it, uh, let's put it in different words, too many people are voting, which is entirely their right, and I'm not suggesting anything otherwise, too many people are voting who have no horse in the race. Too many people are voting who have no invested stake. They're checking a box, even yeah. though they have a zero idea what that candidate stands for, and they have zero idea what that, the incumbent has been guilty of. 70% of the voters in Hennepin County voted for Tim Walls, okay? And 72% of the voters in Ramsey County voted for Tim Walls. Those are the two counties where you're most closest to the country's tallest buildings. I would love to see a statistical breakdown. I'm unaware that one exists. I would love to see a statistical background uh, breakdown of that 70% in Hennepin County and 72% in Ramsey County, uh, their ages, if they're renters or homeowners, if they have children, 
if they pay property taxes. And again, I'm not advocating or suggesting anything. I'm merely suggesting that the products of the failed academy have been expertly trained, expertly trained. And they, they uh, I'd like to see uh, in the statistical breakdown how many rely on public transportation, how many are bicyclists, because how else could you ignore what this country's been through the last two years? Well, that's the part that was just baffling to me because I was up late watching election coverage like I'm sure you guys were as well, because I was watching the Fox 9 coverage because they stayed pretty much local the whole time. And they called the race at about, what, 1025 or so? The governor race. Yeah, it was called early. It was called early. And then you look at the overall map, and Walls basically won the two counties, and Jensen had zero chance to catch up. No, and I don't think any of that's surprising. When you put all of these variables into place, you've got a failed academy. You've got younger and younger people who have no vested interest in Basically, the economy, they're, they're not paying, pro- renters don't pay property taxes. You can't build these rental cubes fast enough. But what freaking idiot that's lived through the last two years in this state went to a polling place and said, you know what? Hot damn. I want two more years of this. Well, we we don't know how many of the 70% in Hennepin County were even thinking that, nor do we know how many of the 72% in Ramsey County, we're thinking that because maybe what's happened in the last two years, although inflation would, maybe none of that affects them. They don't have cars. They don't pay property taxes. They, uh, their kids weren't locked out of school. They're unaware of the food fraud. Oh my God. You're right. Yep. They, and if they are, they don't, it doesn't seem to have made an impact on them because the same people who were in place during the food fraud quarter of a billion dollar scandal are are remaining in place. The exact same people from the state auditor to the uh, secretary of state to the uh, attorney general to the governor. Uh, and, and I think when it comes to the governor, he appoints the head of the education department. He's 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 culpable to a degree in the food fraud. The attorney general is culpable, I guess. I guess uh, the Secretary of State wouldn't necessarily be culpable. But my point is that uh, the young people of the country, my God, in in Philadelphia, and I'm not demeaning stroke victims. Stroke victims can recover and lead meaningful, uh, perfectly normal lives. But you voted for a stroke victim in Philadelphia who can't even communicate. He is not healthy enough yet. Do we no. absolve the Republican Party in all of this? No, because not here, at all. Here I'm not in Minnesota, no. oh, you're not there yet. Okay. I'm not there yet. I couldn't be more disappointed in the Republican Party, particularly in this state. Let me address it first nationally. If you don't stop paying attention to this psychopathic sociopath, <laughs> Trump, you got no chance at all. And and it he's more trouble than he's worth. He didn't succeed anywhere. It's more evident this morning than it ever has been. And and the yeah. best thing DeSantis can do is never mention Trump's name. Yeah. Ignore this psychopath. Explicitly ignore him because the Republicans do not have a chance in this country. There's too much stacked up against them, going back to the failed academy, that you can't pretend you have a Republican Party with this psychopathic sociopath pulling the strings. That was never the answer. 
And I know what you're saying. Oh, we had low gas prices. We had prosperity. Yeah, it, it, it was not sustainable with that sociopath in office. And the worst thing that could happen is that this moron runs because this Republican Party has no balls nationally, no balls whatsoever. None. None. And until they clean house and and recreate a Republican Party with some meaningful conservative values and adhere to the Constitution, they got no chance. They got no chance. And the Minnesota, let's bring it to the local. The Minnesota Republican Party is a joke. Oh, no question. They're they're not to be they're not to be acknowledged for any achievements. They're not to be acknowledged for selecting good candidates. You can argue that Jim Schultz was a good candidate, but, you know, a lot of voters said and did think about it and said, well, why would I vote for a guy for attorney general who's never spent a day in a courtroom? But I think to to combat that, though, anybody but Ellison would have been completely fine with me because Ellison's the biggest fraud in office in this state. He really is. Uh, and and I, I thought Schultz was a really good candidate. He seemed not only believable, but trustworthy. And I really think that he would have done a great job combating crime in this state. Jensen might be a nice guy and a great family doctor, uh, but he was the wrong candidate. We said this when he received the nomination the day after on this show. And he, he got off, he got out of the gate so poorly with this abortion oh. controversy that he never stood a chance. He never recovered. And and one of the things the kids from the failed academy really learn early is that they should be pro-abortion. That that's that's drummed into them in the failed academy, and so they never had a chance. Nope. They did not have a chance not in Hennepin County. Walls got four hundred and four thousand votes, and uh, Jensen got a hundred. Uh, my eyes are a little weak. One hundred and fifty-four thousand in Ramsey County. Uh, Walls got one hundred and fourteen thousand votes. Uh, and Jensen got 36,000 votes. It was a four to one ratio. (laughs) You know, uh, when I heard people talking about Jensen also, it wasn't just the abortion issue. They thought he made a lot of stupid comments about a lot of things. He did. Starting with COVID, whether you agree with him, don't agree with him. A lot of people thought every, his opinion on it was stupid. The cat box thing was dumb as hell. Uh, the Holocaust thing was dumb as hell. Joe Matt called Burke, him out on that at the Matt, state fair. Yeah. Matt Burke, the one you called him out at the state fair about, you know, barefoot and pregnant, basically, right. is what he said women should be. They made so many missteps. And the fact that the Republicans nominated those two, to me, you don't, I can't absolve them of any anything here. No, in, in I can't order. take the Republican Party seriously in this yeah. state. Mm-hmm. It's nationally. And now, because I can't take them seriously, the DFL owns the House, the Senate, and the governor's mm-hmm. office, and the attorney general's office, and the auditor's office, and the secretary of state's office. Joe, um, years ago, one of the things I learned, and most of my broadcasting know-how was learned on watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. Sure. <laughs> and they had a word of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the word did. of the day here in Garage Logic is? Despondent. Uh, That's what I am. I'm not. I, there's no. no well well because reality predisposes me to not be despondent. This is just the way it is. So I'm not going to make a life choice to be despondent the rest of my life. This is this is what we have. I'm just saying today. How well, can today, you not be despondent? And, and if you think it doesn't go into the schools. 
Of Listen to this note does. from Brian Matura. This is our future. Please see forwarded email. Uh, and this is a school update posted in the Roseville area high school. Oh, God. And they took a, uh, what do you call this, the straw polls? This is where Coffee sure. Matska no. made her speech, right. was the Roseville right. Public Schools. Uh, for Governor, Walls Flanagan got f- uh, 57% of the vote, and Jensen and Burke got 9% of the vote. Uh, for U.S. Representative District 4, uh, Betty McCollum got 71% of the vote, and her Republican uh, competitor, May Lor Zhang, got 14%. How does that math work with Jensen and, and Walls? Well, there's other candidates. Oh. Uh, okay. You know, uh, Steve Simon got 71% of the votes. For Secretary of State, Julie Blaha got 42%. Ryan Wilson, who I thought was a great candidate, got 8%. This is in the school. We reelect Minnesota Attorney General, Keith Ellison, 72% of the vote. (laughs) Jim Schultz, 11%. Right in, 17%. (laughs) I think it was Channel 5 that did a little bright. I called them brights. A little bright feel-good story yesterday. They had a reporter at a uh, Minneapolis voting place, and inside were some students from Washburn High School working as election judges, which is great. They were three handsome young kids, and sure. uh, they got the day off school, and they were getting 15, 17 bucks an hour or whatever, yeah. which, with which they hoped to buy uh, Taylor Swift tickets. That was that was the deal. They're going to need to work about 28 shifts. And I, I never talk about kids on this show, uh, at least under the age of 18. But what, the, the gal, it was a gal and two boys. The gal was 16, just a little sweetheart. And, and she was asked, well, why do you like doing this? And her answer was, well, the, I'm learning who's running. Well, okay, you're 16, and I don't expect much of you when it comes to elections. Sure. That's, but... You mean you had to be at a polling place to know who's running? Despondent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People don't read newspapers anymore, Joe. No, <laughs> I don't know if you're people aware of don't that. read newspapers. <laughs> and they're not informed when they go to the polls. And I would love that statistical breakdown on how many of these urban voters really have a horse in the race. And by a horse in the race, I mean an economic vested interest in the success of this state. And I, I don't, I don't think there are many of them. I keep waiting for my call from Tim Bloom at EcoFund Motorsports. My scooter's lined up and ready to head out of the garage. He's going to take it back to Forest Lake, and for a fee, he's going to winterize it and tend the battery and change the fluids and store it for me all winter in a heated warehouse. Two great EcoFund locations, the new store in Forest Lake, right on 97, immediately west of 35E. You can't miss it. And the store in Burnsville that opened this summer, right off the Garage Logic Service Road of Life near County Road 42 and 35W. Get one of those scooters that turn every urban errand into adventure motorcycles, scooters, youth recreational equipment, electric bikes. You buy a bike now, scooter now, motorcycle now. If they got the room, and I bet they do, you're going to get free winter storage nice. at EcoFun Motorsports. Also, great service, apparel, helmets, and great people. Uh, we we love EcoFun. They've been with us almost from day one of the Garage Logic podcast. It's EcoFun Motorsports, 
Com. Okay, I mostly shut my mouth there, huh? Yeah. Well, where did I trip you up? Well, I I just think it's the Republican Party just nominating idiots. I'm sorry. That's well. I think I, we said that and, they've nominated, poor but not candidates. strongly enough. Like when you you were talking about Fetterman. Well, look who he's running against. Yep. I mean. I can go back to that. And Jensen, you know, said so many things that were just ridiculous that. Well, we called it the day he got the nomination that he was going to lose. Yeah. He had no chance. I mean, yeah. Well, I, you know. Had they nominated Qualls, he, I think he would have won. Don't you guys? I don't know. It would have been close. It would have been closer. It would have been closer. That's all I can say. It would have been closer. I I don't think he'd won in Minnesota, but I think. Guys, when they called the governor's race. They only had 28% uh, reporting. But they they know, you know. That's what I'm saying. That's how much of a freaking landslide it was. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I got you. They knew like, well, this is over. (laughs) You know, I know the GLers, you know, think I'm a flaming lefty, but believe it or not, I used to vote mostly Republican. But in the last six years, I'm sorry, uh, They've uh, jumped the proverbial shark. John, get me the Ramsey County Board results, please. Ramsey County Board. Yeah, Which how board? bad did Ralphio, Rafael Ortega beat Bill Hosco? Is that what? St. Paul. Ramsey board, County board. board. Commissioners? Board. I'm not finding it here in the uh, paper. I need boards. Yeah, they usually have that breakdown, but I think it'll probably be tomorrow because everything's right. so screwy. But you can find it, I bet. Yeah, Ramsey County. May Chongzhong elected Minnesota's first Hmong commissioner. And what else did you need? You wanted to know. Rafael Ortega beat Bill Hosko. Okay. Uh, I think it was uh, District 5. Uh, Despondent. Uh, oh, come on. You know what I'm afraid of? Seriously, you guys? I know we had the highest voter turnout because we had all those ballots stuffed. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> you don't even need to do that. Do you know what I'm seriously afraid of? Hmm. Oh, results like this, where there was really good turnout in a lot of places, I think more people are going to say, "To hell with it! What's why am I wasting my time?" If I if if I'm, you know, if if I'm voting typically for a Republican candidate, why am I going to waste my time? Well, anymore? according to the stats, the uh, people what twenty to thirty, the huge numbers all across the U.S. Yeah, which they're they say that attributes to some of the these surprises that you know. More Republicans, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, in this state, I guess John is what I'm trying to say, yeah. because the the DFL is such a freaking stranglehold but I in don't every think, aspect of this state. I don't see. I your whole despondent thing. I don't get. I mean, I, I, John, I've I have never no felt representation that way. In, a, in a state office right yeah, now. No, I've had I've had that too, but it never would have stopped me from voting. And I don't, you know, and it's, I've been voting okay. for 45 me, years or whatever. Okay, here's what I guess I'm trying to say. What was, who did, who was Wilson running against? Blaha, is that her name? 
Mary yeah, Blaha. Blaha. Julie, Julie Blaha. Julie she Blaha. oversaw the largest corruption I, case yeah. in the history of I, the yeah. freaking country, and we reelected her. Yeah. Well, see, that's the problem. She she didn't really oversee it. She's the state auditor. I know, but it, but it never got to her desk for auditing. Uh, I'm looking for Liberal Joe standing up for the lefties again. Did you find out about Ortega? It I have not found any numbers yet. You want numbers, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, I want to confirm that Ortega beat Hosco. Okay, that's nobody's got that so far. It looks like it's got to be somewhere. You're right. I saw a great, a great tweet when, you know, basically nothing was getting reported at about 10 o'clock last night. And someone had a picture of the country and it yeah. looked like a, a four-year-old took 17 different crayons and, you know, drew all over it and said, here's what we know so far. <laughs> your, uh, your despondency reminds me of sports fans who get despondent when their team loses the big game. You know what I mean? That's what. That's how I feel. I don't get that way though. If my team loses, I don't give a rat's ass. I don't either. I, I mean, maybe hope, I've never if, won. I guess John, maybe maybe the word should be hopeless. I've never well, I got bad news for you. It's gonna get worse. That's that's my that's yeah. why I'm despondent because I know that okay, this is great that gas is still three dollars and seventy cents a gallon. That so shit's gonna be five bucks in about two weeks. Three thirty. Let's go here. Well, I paid three seventy this morning, John. Let's I paid go here. Three thirty nine yesterday at Costco. Okay, well it's gonna cost you four. 50 in two weeks. Though. I'm not finding anything about Raphael and Mr. Right. Hoskow here, Joe. Ortega. Oh, we don't have live bumps today. I got to pull up a bump. Joe. Oh, where I asked. Oh, he's right here. Hang on. I'm sorry. I didn't even hear him come down. Dale, you ready to play? You play? You play? You play, man? You want to play? I don't know what we should play, though. Oh, now he's got to grab um, a pick. He's not prepared. I see. Did he just, did he just get up? <laughs> did he just get up? <laughs> oh, I have a question. Is he going to do another one? Because I have a question for him before we next segment. I'm sure yes, he will. Yes, he is. All right. You ready? Well, I've been ready for a okay. long effing time. In, in E, in elephant. Who's got a Royals hat on today? Sweet. Here Let me know when you're ready. Surely, surely. Three, two, one. Make a suggestion. Can we have the despondent blues later today, John? <laughs> you have to sing it. Oh, can I really? Okay, okay we'll end up this door. We're done. We're done now. Yeah, thank you, boys. You know how you can treat yourself, Joe, knowing that the world is coming to an end, especially mm. here in the great state of Minnesota. Oh, Get good. yourself some <laughs> quality water. Water's good. <laughs> I like water. Hofferman Water, they're the best. An independent water treatment dealer, and they offer sales, service, and rental, by the way, if you're interested in rental units, for Connecticut water treatment systems. I'm a customer. You should be too because they're fantastic. Water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and drinking water systems. Uh, I'm a new subscriber to the drinking water system, and boy, 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 does it give you quality, quality water. Also, quality ice. Very underrated, Joe. Quality ice in your ice maker. And that's because a new system from Connecticut can do other, so many things that other softeners just simply cannot do. 
It's going to cut down on your salt usage, but it's going to protect your appliances. So bad water is going to affect every aspect of your home. You get a new system from Connecticut and Hofferman Water, your showers get so much better. So does your laundry and your drinking water. Get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water, 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or you can see everything that they have to offer on their website, which is HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. The reason to not choose despondency okay. is that this is the way this country's going. And a way a new you have to figure out a new design for living. But isn't that then the definition of despondency? Well, no, no, because I, I'm not going to allow myself to to wilt. But I have to figure out a way to realize that the the mystery is winning. It's it's yesterday revealed that the mystery is totally upon us. All of those squad members won handily. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, the failed academy will continue to be failed. Uh, the country has no desire, apparently, given the way it votes, to be energy sustainable. Uh, gas prices are not going to come down. Uh, inflation is not going away anytime soon. Public safety, particularly the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, is still going to be dangerous. There's there's really no there's really no hope that uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, uh, given the uh, who we've elected, will uh, suddenly decide. In fact, Keith, you can now go back to being who you really are, somebody who doesn't give a bleep about public safety. Including the new, the new newly elected Mary Moriarty. Yeah. So which she was spouting off all the buzzwords. So what, what we have to do is figure out a way to live in such a way that we we accommodate this or we are accommodated. Don't you And I'm struggling with that. Uh, although I'm not despondent, I'm a realist and this we're not this isn't going to improve. But Joe, don't you think that the vast majority of people like us, maybe that don't live in the the, the inner city have already have already spoken? When it, when it comes to taking your family to a Twins game or or going to a play downtown, people have already spoke. You know, places were closing left and right, and now it's going to get freaking worse. I think it will get worse. And I don't think, I don't think that will change anything. Uh, this election is so telling, given the uh, the travails of the last two years, that I don't think uh, uh, the crime problem is not going to change anything. And I don't think it'll get better. No, and, and think of this. Now that basically the left has its fingerprints on every tentacle of this state, right? Mm -hmm. Who are you going to blame now? Are you going to go back and blame Trump because crime is through the roof again in, in Minneapolis? No. I mean, who are you going to blame? I, uh, well, I, I blame the voters, which is why I would, and I don't know what I could ever do with I it. I guess I'm saying the likes of Walls, Fry, Carter, Ellison, who are you going to point the finger at now? You guys run everything. Well, uh, 
a guy named Rafael Ortega. I, I have that, by the way. If what you happened? Uh, Rafael Ortega won District 5, 71% to 29% over Bill Hosko. Christ. Rafael Ortega is a careerist. He hasn't accomplished anything except bringing about and cheering for more and more public transportation, which is a haven for crime. 79% of the votes. What did he get? About nine, 10? He's <laughs> been on the county board, Joe. You said a lifer since yeah. 1994. So almost right. 30 years. <laughs> wow. And his, his latest is he wants to ruin West 7th Street by having some sort of conveyance go down it because oh, that'll be neat. Apparently, he doesn't believe people can get to the airport if they live in St. Paul. So <laughs> that's his latest deal. He, he ran a guy named. He ran a guy against a guy named Bill Hosko, mm -hmm. who's a businessman. He owns two art galleries. He's a pretty good artist. And he's run before. He's kind of a gadfly. He ran for mayor. But he's uh, terribly invested in the civic well-being of the city mm -hmm. as a businessman and, and, and what have you. And he wrote uh, a note to his followers that I think tells us a lot. He wrote a note today. Two of the people who might have voted for him, that would have, I've voted for him. The majority of those who voted in yesterday's Ramsey County Board District 5 election have chosen to stay on the path where we've been. It's not the one I or many others wanted, but it's where we will stay. The specter of crime and antisocial behavior will continue here, particularly within St. Paul. It's been normalized. Leadership protects and makes excuses for perpetrators over victims. They do not foster personal responsibility, but instead foster victimhood, dependency, and grievance. They are not of the Democratic Party I once knew, but are socialist-minded instead. I could see this coming many years ago and is why I became a nonpartisan many years ago. Being intellectually weak, they love the power they have to spend large sums of taxpayer money in ways they never would if they were on their own. With regards to climate change, they, for a fact, do not walk the walk themselves, but instead virtuously, virtuously wag their fingers at others. With, with regards to the riots in May 2020, they stood silently by and allowed hundreds of businesses to be attacked for two nights. With regards to COVID, they punished small businesses while allowing big businesses to make record profits. So many thousands have been negatively impacted by their incompetence, and so many seriously. We have no strong civic nor media leadership left that will call it out, and they know it. So they become career politicians regarding themselves, uh, I'm sorry, rewarding themselves with ever more money. In the end, that is, that it all is, that's all it is with them. Building dependency, financially rewarding themselves and those they surround themselves with, and working to create a utopian city and county that is not financially viable. And the people who stay here will be called upon to share ever more of their money to keep it going. The comfort of the rich depends upon an abundant supply of the poor. Voltaire, 1715. Yes, we will have some successes, but the overall path here will remain downward with regards to our safety school system, economy, and regional place of importance. You are expected to applaud their accomplishments and ignore their repeated, predictable, massively costly failings, and more are coming. And you are expected to shun those that don't fall in line. BillHosko.org will remain up for you to see what I had proposed during the campaign and what I may have had to say in the coming months. 
perhaps the 28-year incumbent now making a hundred grand annually for a part-time job, who refused to debate me and defend his record publicly, and others in leadership positions will approach me and allow me to help them reverse our course, perhaps. Each day I look forward to living, each day is a gift. I am 60 now and I'm filled with gratitude for the life I have been able to live. Thank you. Cheers, Bill Hoskell. Could that be laid out any better? No. And, and, a, and a, someone who is perfect for office. Put his money where his mouth is. And got 20% of the vote. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. And that is why I choose to continue to be... Despondent. <laughs> he copied this note to the Ramsey County Board, St. Paul Mayor, and City Council Print and Television Media. I'm probably the only media person who will read it. Yeah, no question. He's right about Guaranteed. No, no question. Now, here's why it's going to get worse. Oh, God. As the rural as rural America continues to be steadfastly conservative, it will become less so. It uh, that's inevitable. As the population infused with the products of the failed academy continue to drift away from the big cities and and occupy uh, places in uh, smaller areas of the country, the uh, the uninformed will continue to grow. Mm. And by uninformed, I mean they're uninformed of the issues that severely impact them, which is, again, why I'd love a statistical breakdown on age, family status, transportation status, and property tax status of the people who vote. Because I don't think they have, I don't think they have a vested interest. No skin in the game. They don't have a vested interest in why they would want civic uh, unwellness is beyond me. Because the they're the people who populate the urban core. Uh, they're the ones who presumably enjoy the nightlife and what have you. And right now, that's not safe. That is absolutely not safe, and it's only going to get worse because you 70% in Hennepin County and you 72% in Ramsey County, you voted for the status quo. You voted for exactly what we've enjoyed the last two years and enjoys the wrong word. You have voted to put back in place the same people who've done nothing about the food food fraud scandal. Never said a word about it. Oh, no, 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 that's not true. Governor Walls did say he was shocked mm -hmm. when he learned about it. But, Governor, you appointed the head of the Minnesota Department of Education who oversaw this. And and you you have no answer for it. You never have. I find him a terribly unimaginative guy. The Democratic Party, at least I think in this state, and I think this was a strategy utilized in other parts of the country, it worked because all they did was they hid. They didn't debate. They don't have to do anything. They don't. Their foot soldiers have been prepared for them by the by the failed academy. Well, let me, let all, me ask again, but what if the Republicans nominate somebody for governor that yeah. you'd have to actually run against? See, I, I don't John could fall they? in line. Well, I think they could certainly make it closer. Uh, Tim Pawlenty was governor for two terms. Yeah, that was uh, what was that? That was what most recently, two thousand six. Oh six is when he was. I don't uh, think a Republican John would have won this year. I don't think Kendall is, Falls would have won. I think he would is, have made it closer. Is there a Republican you could equate right now in Minnesota with Tim Pawlenty? Is that part of the problem? Has the party? Yes, that's part gone, of the Has problem. the party I gone nuts? Let, let me just say, has the party gone nuts? 
I think Wilson yes. would have been a good candidate, don't you guys? Who? Ryan Wilson. He was a great candidate. Right. With a lot of experience. But I'm saying that I don't I don't think it was as hopeless as as you do, John. I think Schultz was a good candidate. I think Wilson was a no, good no, candidate. No, no, I'm just I'm talking about governor because oh, you're Joe just was talking about Joe the was governor. talking I'm about sorry. Governor Walls. So I'm I, sorry. I thought I did okay. I, I, I don't think a Republican candidate this year could have won the governor's office. I disagree. I, don't I think, think Qualls would have won. I, I really I do. do not. I, do I don't not. think really? he would have won. But no. I think it would have been closer. But would have made it closer. What would they have been able to attack about his background? Nothing. He's a self-made man. Well, if you go by my theory, they wouldn't have had to worry about attacking him. They're foot soldiers. They're people who have no vested interest in the civic well-being of the city are more numerous than the people who do. And that's why. Despondent. (laughs) I'm going to convince you that you are in my camp, whether you want to or not. Well, I'm not in your camp. I I Mm. can't afford to be. Uh, It's a crummy way to live. And that's why I no longer, I have sympathy for people like you who do live close to the country's tallest buildings that are going to be forced to to live with this. I no longer have sympathy for the the city. To hell with you. If you people are going to keep reelecting these meatheads, then I have no sympathy for you. None. Well, zero. It, but but it's a city being run by the people who have no interest in its civic well-being. They're takers. They're not givers. They're not producers. They're takers, and they've got it just the way they want it. It's a good system. It's big business now. And that's not just here. That's the closer yeah. you get to the country's tallest buildings. We say the left has ruined the real estate closer to the country's tallest buildings, but. It's not so much that they've ruined it. They've they've trained it. They've trained it. I can't come up with a Republican name who could have won a governor's race in this state. I can't come up with one. Hmm. And those who are trained, uh, they don't have a vested interest in civic well-being. They don't have a vested interest in the economy. They don't have a vested interest in taxation. They have a vested interest in LGBTQ rights. They have a vested interest in abortion. They have a vested interest in getting free stuff. They have a vested interest in, oh, good, another cube of apartments just went up on the light rail line. Mm -hmm. They don't have a vested interest in what they have a vested interest in is the mystery, which is the creation of a country, we've been saying, for a long time, the creation of a country we don't know, understand, or recognize. But we are starting to know it, recognize it, and see it. It's happening before our very eyes. The mystery is winning. And for t- uh, and for the remainder of Biden's term, there is no hope for uh, fossil fuel exploration. There is no hope for lower gas prices. There is no hope for... Uh, uh, inflation to get under control. There is no hope for interest rates. You name it. And the people who voted for these people, they don't have an interest in any of that. There are more of them than there are of us. So there, it's that simple. Maybe what the... John, uh, you may counter argue I, me. I, there are things I agree with you there, and there's things I disagree with. I I. I think part of you have to throw the blame. And for instance, you got the earlier, you got the note from Rick, I think it was from Stacy mm-hmm. who talked about the, uh, uh, uninformed voting. Uh, yes. Both sides. Look at the Republican candidates. Look at the Lauren Boberts. 
who may lose, it looks like, the Marjorie Taylor Greens that were 50% for Mehmet Oz, despite, you know, not living in the state, the Herschel Walkers, they're not educated voters. No. Or if you think they are, then you can't say the Democrats who are voting for the idiots are either. Maybe what Minnesota should have done was just went all former Viking ticket, huh? Burke. <laughs> Herschel. Well, I think we found out. Tommy that, Kramer in there. That, what the that, hell? Let's just do work, all former Vikings. It didn't work in the governor's races. We Remember the email out. I read yesterday from the guy who said he developed his thoughts driving truck for six hours? Yes, and, yeah. He wrote truck. back, and like many GLers, I stayed up late watching election returns. Midway through the night, it became clear that people are still only voting for the parties of their parents rather than the issues at hand, or better yet, the recent performance of those already in office. You have stated countless times on the podcast and radio that we are poorly led. This statement has been incredibly obvious and frustrating. I began my day yesterday with hope, hope for a better future, where one where, one where it would be safe to walk the streets of downtown Minneapolis with my wife again, hope that I wouldn't have to make certain every night that my garage and cars are locked because daily I receive video from my neighbors of petty thieves checking for unlocked doors, looking for things to steal, criminals who know full well that if they are caught, there is little, if any, punishment. Hope for a new attorney general and governor who would put a stop to lawlessness in our formerly vibrant city rather than leaders who spend hundreds of millions of our dollars on unneeded light rail transit systems, which in other parts of town have already proven to be failures. However, I awoke today to read the Star Tribune that reelected walls will now have influence over how to spend a historic multi-billion dollar budget surplus. Literally no one thought at all that the fact is we're overtaxed is the reason there is a surplus to begin with. Yeah. Joe, I strive to be a glass half full type of person. I really do. But when I look at the choices of my that my neighbors have made at the ballot box, it is hard to stay positive. I believe I may finally have lost hope. Our city literally burned under walls in Ellison, and yet my neighbors reelected them. Hello? Mm. Lawlessness is literally in our streets, and yet my fellow citizens are either too busy watching Netflix or simply don't Spot care on. enough to notice. Joe, I will do my best to get it together, but after this election, I may well have lost hope. Unlike the uh, Hollywood <laughs> types threatening to move to Canada, I will be listening to the pod from Florida, Wyoming, or South Dakota in the future. It doesn't make sense uh, to swim against the tide for the rest of my time on Earth. I love Minnesota, and despite the insanely high taxes, uh, fifth highest in the country. It's been a wonderful place to live. That said, it seems to be headed in the direction of Chicago and Seattle, and I will not reside in a place that legitimizes lunacy over logic. I'll keep pushing back, but not sure what good it will do. Somber regards, Scott from Edina. Scott, you're welcome on the Reavers' road to hell. Despondent. Isn't that sobering? <laughs> Isn't that but sobering? Dispute anything he just said, because you can't. I is would there, leave too. I'm I sorry. would leave too, but I am not in a position to. Uh, What'd you say, Johnny? Sorry. I, is there? Here's the other thing that bugs me about political discussions. Mm -hmm. Can't you have an a la carte view on issues? Do you know what I mean? Sure. I do. Is, yeah. is the right going to be this line of things you have to agree with? Is the left going to be this line of things you have to agree with? Right. Because we're talking about issues here. Some of them I I think are fine. Others I think are awful. So I think. 
that's part of the issue right now going on in the U.S. And I think young people look at it that way too. From the young people I know, it's the they, you're either with us or you're against us. Mentality. Yeah, and and yeah. if if you are with us, then this on this issue, here's what you think. And that's, and that's why when when it comes to to voting on large spending bills, you you get it cut right down the middle. Yeah, and that's well, I think why a lot yeah. of young people don't vote the way everybody wants them to because a lot of social issues they're very liberal on, other issues they're conservative on. Speaking about um, poor, but leadership. those candidates don't exist for them. Yes, uh, that's true. So they have to yes, and they have to pick and choose and say in this instance from the polling it sounds like. If abortion's the most important issue to them, guess how they're going to vote? Yep. Even if they are conservative fiscally, if they're conservative in other ways, that's right. right. They're going to vote for that abortion issue. Uh, and this... when they do, they're not going to get a fiscally conservative candidate. Nope. Correct. Well, and vice versa. If they're fiscally conservative, that's their number one item. But they uh, are pro-choice. They're not going to get a pro-choice. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Yep. Uh, Jennifer writes, uh, Reavers, I know this is a couple of days old, but figured you could use it on today's podcast in terms of poor leadership. Mm -hmm. I know this is a couple of days old, but I thought Joe would get a kick out of President Biden speaking at a rally over the weekend. No one's ever reduced the debt that much. We cut the federal debt in half. Really? Um, fact check. Walter Mitty strikes again. The U.S. Walter national Mitty. debt was, was. $27.7 trillion on the day that Joe Biden took office. Mm -hmm. The debt that day was $31.2 trillion. I don't think that's half of 27.7. Hold on. I, I got you. I got you right here. You, uh, respondent. Yeah, I think he, he meant deficit. Remember we had this argument before. Deficit, but the deficit has not been cut in half. Not half by $1.5 trillion. The Biden administration has cut the yeah, but we remember we had this discussion a couple of years ago. We all got very confused. Deficit, but I have no, uh, I have debt. no hope for this country uh, returning to civic, law-abiding structures. I have no hope for this country. Yeah, I, 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 I have no hope for either. this country getting a handle on its in, in insatiable spending of money. Yeah. I have no, I have no hope whatsoever. What would None. be a good nickname for my new team, the Despondent, uh, the Desperado? What, what should we be? The Despondent, the Despondents, uh, the Despondents, the Despondents. You know, I'm glad the center of the American experiment <laughs> is back with us because let them worry about this. Right, <laughs> you know what? That's what they do. Uh, right now, they're going to unveil their 2022 Golden Turkey Awards. They give an award. You can vote on it. You go to uh, nah. AmericanExperiment.org. <laughs> Didn't work out well for me yesterday. <laughs> well, they keep track. Among the many, many things they keep track of is just the foolish way Minnesota spends money. And their first Golden Turkey nominee, of course, is the $250 million food fraud, uh, grants for self-love strippers and dancing in the dark, $1.3 million to pay kids to go outside. That's a DNR program. 20 grand to promote outrageous home remedies for COVID-19. I find that particularly onerous because we were told by our authorities in power that there was no uh, home remedy for COVID. Get in line, wear your mask, and get a shot. Ah. Uh, but we we gave 20 grand. Who did we give the 20 grand to? I might have to vote for that. Uh, it's a grant to the Department of Health 
to come up with, you know, new herbs and rose petals and crushed butterfly wings or something <laughs> to, to come up for COVID-19 remedies. The center of the American experiment was the uh, foremost pushbacker in this state, and they remain pushing back. They got a great newsletter, great emails. They stage events. They bring speakers to town. They have a great magazine. I am very, very happy that they're back with us because you know what, boys? Let them worry about it. Sure. They're going to get to the bottom That's of their it job. faster than I can, <laughs> right? It's a center of the American experiment and the website, which is fascinating is American experiment.org. Hey, Johnny, can I ask Dylan a question quick? Ask Dylan a question. He can't hear you. Oh. Uh, you want me the, to, uh, the, let me give him the headphones. Hang on. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, you could relay the question. All right. Hey, what up, dude? How you doing? Good. So I saw the tweet about someone saying the discovery of Dylan Reese. Was that a big was that a big deal? Yeah. So uh, that's R&B Tommy. He runs R&B Radar, which is like the biggest. Yeah, it's like one of the biggest R&B publications online. And then they do. That's cool. Yeah. Spotify playlisting, Apple Music, all that stuff. So. So has that led to a lead or anything for him? Do you know? Um, he already had somewhat of a relationship with him. So a bunch of his music is getting playlisted and featured on R and B radar. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. It's definitely helped a bunch of new listeners discover Dylan's music. So that's been cool to see. Does that help you in any way? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. some of the songs that they've picked up have been ones that I've written the music for. So, oh, that's awesome, man. Congrats. I, I saw that. I thought, well, I knew you were going to be on the show. So I thought, well, I'll just ask him when he, when he joins. That's yeah, really cool, man. That's, that's awesome. You. Thank you. Yeah. It's been cool. What's happening? I was outside. Uh, there was some love shown to the way of Dylan Reese and, and essentially Dylan Height uh, on social media the other day. And I thought that was pretty cool. Great. So, and I'm glad you didn't wear the Angels hat today. Thank you. Yeah, I had to had to switch it up a little <laughs> bit. This one might be worse, but what are you going to do? No, no. I, I my William has the exact same hat, that same Royals hat when we went to oh. Kansas City last summer. So you're you're good. You're good. 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 Nice. <laughs> Oh, wait, I got to plug a camera. Hey, are the magnet people coming back? Yes. Before the holiday Oops. season, I believe. I got a great magnet email. Do you guys realize that Thanksgiving is two weeks from tomorrow? I do. Are you hosting? No, in fact, we got the coveted invite. Oh, so you don't a, have the whole brood of kids showing up we at your got place? We coveted invite to a different location. When I say coveted, coveted, it's because the food is extraordinary. Huh. Extraordinary. Well, you're going to an establishment for Thanksgiving? No, another house. Oh. Hmm. None of your business. Guy, you're going to... <laughs> Where are you going? Your business, Bill. None of your <laughs> business, Bill. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I got to stop at the old Hy-Vee today. They do the buy a turkey, get a ham, or vice versa. Hey, that's fantastic. Can't remember. Costco. Oh, no, you, you buy the ham and you get the turkey for free. That's what it is. Costco gives out free turkeys, but none of us like turkey anymore. So wait, what? <sighs> they give out free turkeys at Costco yeah, to, to the employees. My old man always used to bring home a employees. turkey. I'll drive up to your house to get a free turkey. I don't know where he got it. <laughs> I love uh, turkey. I, I seriously, know. you know what the key is, John? The key no, to it. I'm not. not kidding. I learned that you guys remember Colleen Cruz. I used to work with her. Sure, at sure. She yeah. had a great recipe for turkey. And no. you're going to laugh and you're going to think she I'm nuts. She didn't look like someone who could <laughs> even cook. She was a phenomenal cook. Huh. Really, really good. You take mayonnaise and you coat 
the outside of the turkey. What happens is it forms a crust and it keeps all the moisture inside. Can I have my foghorn back? I'm just, I'm just kind of sick of the taste of turkey. That's my mm. problem. I need my foghorn back over here on my board. Well, here, I'll hit it for you. What, what are you talking about? You don't taste the mayonnaise at all. Yeah, you do. It. I've never had it, but I know damn well you can taste it. <laughs> I just, I, I just got sick of turkey. And then you make the whole big turkey. The only thing I like is white meat. So the, yeah. nothing, everything else went to waste. Yeah, I like both white and dark meat. I love turkey. Hey, once again, you're really, really making it worthwhile for these poor saps that pay. <laughs> hey, we like turkey. How about you? You call me now. Let's go to John. Uh, uh, who's doing an ad here? John will be. John is, I guess. All right, here we go. For Rivertown. Hang on. Let me let me Chris, see I, here. I have a, a short vocal message uh, right before we play this song. All right. You. You're going to rip me, aren't you? I'm not. Not at all. Dill, no. don't give up on that music career. Still, uh, Joe says, don't give up on that music career. <laughs> Got it. Noted. Got it. Noted. He said. <laughs> Noted. I love that. <laughs> I got to have a talk with him. Uh, oh, he's got to have a talk with you. Nebraska and South Dakota have both declared fuel supply emergencies amid escalating energy crisis. Really? What? Well, that is really? not going to improve, uh, voters. That's not going to improve. Boy, this song will really be good then that we do. Let's go here. Are you ready? Yeah. Johnny, three, two, what? We'd like to do a... spends hours in hardware oh. <laughs> through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Yes, Chad. We'd like to do a little uh, a song for the despondent people out there, okay? Thank you. All right, here we go. There you go. Here's John Hyde in his newsroom. I wanted the music to fit Chris's mood. Uh, <laughs> thanks, John. You're welcome. Yeah. What are you worried about? You live in the middle of nowhere. You don't have to put up with any of this BS. <laughs> When's the last time you went grocery shopping? Grocery. Uh, When's the last time you filled up your car? I When's do, the last time you paid your heating bill? I do that. I do those things. I, that's why I'm despondent. All right. Well, this uh, news is brought to you by the Rivertown Medical Center in uh, Stillwater. They specialize in regenerative medicine and regenerative cell therapy. And as uh, Dr. Dan there likes to say, they're Stillwater's best kept secret. If you have the pain, the tingling in your hands and feet, the numbness uh, that is caused by neuropathy, if it brings to you, you know the suffering that can cause. And your doctor may have told you there's nothing you can do about it or prescribe. Your toes just hurt. They don't tingle and they're not numb. They just hurt. I, I don't think that's neuropathy. Or could right. you know what? I'm not Dr. Dan. No, you're you not. Have, I think you, you need have to ask shoes. Dr. Dan about I don't that. Know. And if you have questions like that, like Joe does, uh, guess what I you should can ask do him. 
you, well, this weekend, why don't you come up and visit me? Uh, because sort of in my area here, uh, they're, they're going to have a free seminar, the Rivertown right. Medical Center. They'll be doing that seminar at the Best Western Plus in uh, at 10580 Baltimore Street Northeast in Blaine. To get in, it's free, remember. Uh, you'll uh, also get, by the way, a free neuropathy scan. If you right. uh, come there, call 651-661-4311. You just leave your name and cell number. You'll automatically get the text reservation for the seminar. You're also welcome to bring a friend this weekend. That is this Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, Best Western Plus, 10580 Baltimore Street, Northeast in Blaine. Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater, bringing you relief from the pain and numbness of peripheral neuropathy. We were talking in the previous segment about uh, Joe Biden cutting the federal deficit in half, which is a we don't know that. No, the debt he said, not the deficit. See, you're you're now you're confusing them again like we did 2 years ago. Joe uh just sends an email cuz he's a member of the Garage Logic Town Council. Thank you very much, Joe. Guys, the deficit is the amount of money the government is <laughs> currently spending over the amount it is bringing in. When Papa Joe took over as president, there was a reduced tax uh, tax revenue due to everything being closed and people being out of work. We were spending like crazy on things like PPE loans and other pandemic-related spending, including food fraud. So basically, both ends of the <laughs> equation were artificially expanded. We had less coming in and we had more going out. As some normality has been restored, it has only been natural that the deficit was has reduced. There you go. There you go. Thank you very much, Joe. In the news, uh, the news, as you uh, probably have figured out, will be mostly about the election and the results. Uh, here's everything. Uh, we've talked about some of this, but I'll give you all the details. In Minnesota, Governor Tim Walz beat challenger Scott Jensen 52-44. In that very closely watched attorney general's race, it was very, very close. But incumbent Keith Ellison eked out a win by a little more than 20,000 votes over Jim Schultz. The percentages there worked out to 50.37% for Ellison and 49.53 for Schultz. Incumbent Secretary of State Steve Simon defeated challenger Kim Crockett by nine percentage points. In the auditor's race, very close again, incumbent Julie Blaha, though winning by only a little more than 8,000 votes in that one. In U.S. House races in Minnesota, incumbents on both sides did well. Angie Craig defeating Tyler Kissner for the second straight election in District 2. That race closely watched nationally as Republicans thought they might have a chance to win that one. Uh, Dean Phillips wins easily in District 3. In District 4, Betty McCollum won by 35 percentage points. In District 5, after almost losing her primary battle, Ilhan Omar got 75% of the vote to win. And I believe you said earlier, Joe, that was the biggest margin of victory in the United States, right? And how has the city improved under her tutelage? Uh, Joe, she's fighting for us. Yeah. And God love Betty McCollum, but how has Ramsey County improved under her tenure? <laughs> the um, the watch party you know, scene, so they'd have a reporter at this particular uh, establishment and that particular establishment. Yeah. Yeah. I had to laugh. I was watching a local news outlet that was at the Angie Craig uh, watch party. And the reporter said, uh, yeah, she was, this is about 10 o'clock. And she says, yeah, she was here, said hi. And then I think she left. Yeah. <laughs> In the 6th District, Republican Tom Emmer easily winning over Gene Hendricks. In District 7, Michelle uh, Fishbach easily winning re-election. Same for Pete Stauber in District 8. In District 1, Brad Finstead, the Republican who had been filling out a two-year term that he won in a special election following the death of Representative Jim Hagedorn, won that spot. 
Uh, meanwhile, Democrats have taken control of both chambers of the Minnesota legislature, putting that party in full control of the state government for the first time since 2014. How about this email from Brian? Reeves, as Joe says, we will continue to wish for the previous mayor, governor, city council member, etc., we will one day wish for King Walls back when Keith Ellison is our governor, as you like to say, oh, dear God. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's going to make despondency. That's where he had it. Brian, why did you do that to me? I'm already, It's. It, I think I've made it very, very clear that I'm already extremely despondent. John, continue. Other, other local elections that were of note, Mary Moriarty defeated Martha Holton Dimmick easily in the race for Hennepin <laughs> County Attorney. Good luck, Go- Minneapolis. Dewana Witt will be the new Hennepin County Sheriff, defeating challenger Joseph Banks by a two-to-one margin. In Anoka County, Brad Wise defeated Paul Lensmeyer in the race for Anoka County Sheriff, receiving a little less than 4,000 votes than Lensmeyer. Uh, Nationally, a mixed bag. Republicans did make some small gains, but Democrats appear to have staved off that Republican red wave that many had predicted could happen. Uh, And actually, there's still a lot of races still uh, too close to call as of uh, mid-morning today. It looks like the GOP will come away with a one or two person edge in the U.S. House. They had expected to gain about 10 or 12 seats. The Senate pretty much a dead heat still with several elections yet to be called off and one that is headed to a runoff officially now. That one is in Georgia. If either candidate had surpassed the 50% threshold, Democratic incumbent Ralph Warnock or Republican Herschel Walker, uh, they would have been the winner. But with nobody hitting the 50% threshold, they will now proceed to a December 6th runoff. As of this morning, Warnock led 49.4 to 48.5 percent, a margin of about 35,000 votes. The Democrats took over a former Republican seat in Pennsylvania, where John Fetterman won a close race with TV doctor Mehmet Oz. As of mid-morning, Arizona's race was leaning toward the Democrats. Nevada and Wisconsin races are toss-ups. That race in Wisconsin uh, now has been called in the last hour, Republican Ron Johnson being the name the winner, with a slim lead over the lieutenant governor of the state, Mandela Barnes. In the U.S. House, a surprisingly close race in Colorado finds Republican Lauren Boebert in a battle for the spot she currently holds. It wasn't expected to be close, but with the latest counting of votes, she is actually down 4,000 votes to Tony Frisch. Still too close to call in that one. You know, this Mehmet Oz might be the most miserable failure of all of the uh, national candidates. That's saying something. He lost to a stroke victim who can't communicate. Yeah. That What does that say? He was a bad candidate. You know, I was thinking about this earlier. Was when he were... endorsed by the psychopathic uh, sociopath? Yes. Yeah. Right. He was. Yes, he was. And I think that that's part of the problem is I think there's just obviously a large percentage that aren't going to vote for a Republican candidate just because they're a Republican candidate, Joe. And mm-hmm. that, that played out here. In governor's races, Republican Ron DeSantis easily defeating Charlie Crist in Florida. And uh, as uh, you said earlier, Joe, it would seem to indicate, uh, you know, uh, that uh, the Repo- Republican Party may want to make a move uh, from where they're at now. What if so many people move to Florida that it tips over? <laughs> oh, like Guam. Yeah, it could, oh, that's a good point. It could capsize. No, it's a peninsula. It's not an island. Never mind. In Arizona, Carrie Lake, who ran on a platform that the 2020 elections were rigged and says she'll make media members' lives living hell, 
slightly behind with around 70% of the vote in. She trails Democrat Katie Hobbs by about 12,000 votes. Just for that the governor's one, race, John? Yep. That yeah. one's still cl- too close to call. Also, uh, Brian Kemp, a Republican whom former President Trump went after when Kemp wouldn't cooperate when Trump wanted vote totals added to his number in Georgia, handily won, defeating Stacey Abrams for the governorship there. Thank God. Uh, Gretchen Whitner, uh, Whitmer, excuse me, Big Gretch, as Kenny likes to call her, easily winning the Michigan governorship again. In Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro easily defeated the Trump-backed candidate, Doug Mastriano, 55 to 42%. Incumbent Greg Abbott wins in Texas, beating Beta O'Rourke by 11 points. And Tony Evers reelected easily in Wisconsin. In other neighboring states, uh, Chris Reaver's girlfriend won. Governor Christy Noem defeating a Democrat. There, see, take care of your despondency there. Defeating a Democratic state lawmaker to win re-election, leaning heavily. Well, we can on get her to move here and run for governor. Leading heavily she on her win. I know she, she wouldn't, wouldn't win. win. Yeah. Leading heavily on her handling of the coronavirus pandemic, uh, the Republican governor eased past state rep Jamie Smith after raising more than $15 million via nationwide fundraising network. She has said she would serve out her full full year term, although there is speculation she may try and make a run at the presidency in 2024. Who, Noam? Yeah. 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 In North uh, Dakota... U.S. Representative Kelly Armstrong won re-election, beating former Miss America Kara Mund. That was kind of a weird race. Uh, Mund Miss was America. Miss America was a uh, she was an independent, and the Democrat Mark Haugen dropped out of the race, being urged by his party to drop out to give Mund a chance. Uh, it didn't do any good. Armstrong has been there a few years. He won easily. He's an establishment Republican with ties to the state's dominant industry, oil, and a lawyer and former state senator. He's been a strong supporter of former President Trump. Munn said she didn't know if she would seek office again. On the issue was she a good looking Miss Universe? I would assume so. Miss America, America. whatever the hell she was. Miss America. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey has a great email. All you need to know about the about how unserious and stupid Minnesotans are is the fact that in the Angie Craig Tyler Kistner race, a dead transgender member of the legalized marijuana party received ten thousand seven hundred and thirty votes. I meant to mention that we we had ten thousand people uh, in the second district voted for a dead guy, a dead gal. Well, gal. whatever. It oh, is. sorry. Is that a guy became a gal? Don't know. Yeah. And died unfortunately. And ten thousand people voted for it. So tell me you're, you're informed. <laughs> On the issue front, Eden Prairie School's got a bump in funding, and the Chisholm and Cast Lake and Bing, uh, Bina, it's Bina, right? Districts will see new elementary schools after voters on Tuesday backed a majority of school spending measures on state ballots. Holly also secured approval for a new $53 million middle school. Overall, statewide, the election proved what? a good night for districts. Hmm. Yes, Chris? Howley, Minnesota. Got Howley, Minnesota. That there's there's five people that yeah, live there. Yeah, you got to get a new school. Fifty million dollars for a school. Fifty-three. Fifty-three. It'd be a nice, be a nice school. Wow. Well, thank God we reelected that state office. That's right. Voters in Chisago Lake soundly rejected requests for additional operating and facilities improvements funding, and the North St. Paul Maplewood Oakdale District lost a bid to dedicate $3 million per year to technology needs. I apologize. There are 2,400 people that live in Holly, Minnesota. That's, That's a big town. Abortion rights supporters won in the four states where access was on the ballot yesterday as voters enshrined it into state constitutions in Michigan, as well as Blue California and Vermont, and dealt a defeat to an anti-abortion measure in Deep Red Kentucky. 
The Kentucky result repudiated the state's Republican-led legislature, which has imposed a near-total ban on abortion and put the proposed state constitutional amendment on the ballot. The outcome echoed what happened in another red state earlier back in August, Kansas, where voters rejected changing that state's constitution to let lawmakers tighten restrictions or ban abortions. Legalization of recreational marijuana was on the ballot in five states. It passed in Maryland and Missouri. It was defeated in North and South Dakota and in Arkansas. Uh, GLer Jeremy Munson, who I believe has a political background, mm-hmm. had a great tweet. Minnesota is now the new California for those that like bad weather. Spot on. You'll get their car rules now with this group. What's that? You'll get their car rules. You'll get California's car rules with this group. 2030, we got to get rid of them, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The only other notable national one I just saw across was uh, Sarah Palin, soundly defeated in Alaska, uh, getting only only got 26% of the vote there. So Wow. What was she running for? uh, She was running for the Senate. Was she facing an incumbent? Uh, she was not. Uh, she was uh-huh. uh, facing uh, the woman's name was Meltona. I don't know her first. Her, huh. Yeah, her first name. Uh, in other news, uh, Facebook parent Meta Meta is laying off eleven thousand people, about thirteen percent of its workforce, as it contends with faltering revenue and broader tech industry woes. That, according to CEO Mark Zuckerberg in a letter to employees this morning. The job cuts come just a week after widespread layoffs at Twitter under its new owner, billionaire Elon Musk. There have been numerous job cuts in other tech companies that hired rapidly during the pandemic. Zuckerberg as well said that he had made the decision to hire aggressively, anticipating rapid growth even after the pandemic ended. Like other social media companies, Meta enjoyed a financial boost during the pandemic lockdown era because more people stayed home and scrolled on their phones and computers. But as the lockdowns ended, people started going outside again and revenue growth began to falter. Uh, speaking of Elon, of Elon Musk, by the way, he's considering now implementing a paywall on Twitter as a way to generate revenue after several corporations. What would that there. mean? It means well, you'd have to pay. be a subscription-based service. But how, how come we're not losing our minds over uh, Zuckerberg laying off 13% of his workforce like we did with uh, Elon laying off uh, a larger percentage, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you. But how come we're not losing it? Oh, it's because he's a lefty. That's it's right. A lefty. Gotcha. Okay. I don't think Zuckerberg's a lefty. He's a goofball. Are you out of your mind? He is absolutely a lefty, John. Well, he's wealthy uh, enough to be a lefty. He's he's wealthy enough to be both, I think, is the yeah. thing. Yeah. So, John, forgive me if you had this in your news. I don't think you did because I was listening to some audio. But in the great state <laughs> of Pennsylvania, a deceased Democrat official won re-election in Pennsylvania on yesterday. Nice. Democrat <laughs> Tony DeLuca was the longest-serving member of the Pennsylvania State House of Representatives serving for nearly 40 years. Well, Joe, he died a month ago at 85 after batting, battling lymphoma. Yeah. But that didn't stop voters from reelecting. Him. No, we got a dead guy in Minnesota that got 10,000 votes. <laughs> but he How, won. You yeah. know, that, that's this is a whole other uh, thing uh, <laughs> with, with maybe term limits because yeah. – because, uh, should guys like Chuck Grassley be reelected for six years when they're 89? No. And I'm not, I'm not picking on Chuck cause he's Chuck, but just cause he's 89. You know what I mean? I got a new theory about term limits. What's, What's that? that? Just the people we've just elected, uh, they're it forever. No more elections. Oh, there you go. And, and, and <laughs> as they begin to destroy themselves, maybe they'll come to their senses. Uh, good luck with that. No, yeah, it's not a very good theory. Is it? You know that I there's nothing in that theory I agree with. No, that's a pretty bad one, <laughs> Joe. 
In fact, DeLuca dominated his challenger, Quinona Livingston of the Green Party, by more than 70 points. Hell, I would have voted for him if it was going up against the Green Party. 5% of the vote counted. He won with 86% of the vote compared to Livingston's 14. People really aren't informed, are they? I'm sure it made the news that he died. Despite his death, election officials were not able to remove DeLuca's name from the ballot in time for Election Day. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reported uh, Democrats celebrated the victory as one that honors his legacy. Wow. (laughs) God almighty. America! It's a great country. You know what they are, I bet, uh, in the great state of Pennsylvania right now? I don't know. I think they might be despondent. No, they voted. They got their guy Fetterman in. They got the dead guy in. Hold on, he's dead. Ah, what the hell? Put him in. What about <laughs> it's a testament to our party. I wonder what the uh, what the politic what they have to do now. Or if they Wouldn't to... they just appoint oh. somebody? Maybe from... that Green uh, Quinoro person will get it. Quinora, Quino, Queen, Queenie. I can't this uh, this seems like a pretty big oops that you probably shouldn't make unless you're sure about it. Uh, the Jeffrey Epstein victim, Uh-oh. Virginia Geffrey, and she, you know, she was by her testimony not treated well and by other people's testimony, but she admitted she may have been wrong to accuse Alan Dershowitz of sexually oh. abusing her as a teenager. Huh. Made a most mistake there. Yeah. She dropped her defamation lawsuit against uh, the high profile lawyer. According to a joint statement announcing the dismissal given uh, to the insider folks by one of Jeffrey's lawyers, she said she may have made a mistake in identifying Dershowitz as one of the men Epstein trafficked her to as a teen. I was very young at the time. It was very stressful and traumatic. This litigation has been very stressful and burdensome for me and my family. We believe it's time to bring it to an end and move on with our lives. Is that one of those deals where uh, they had to identify body parts and he had the, you know, the bad deal? No, she no. said, oh, that's not him. This guy had a bent uh, <laughs> uh, tie rod. Moving right along. <laughs> Sad news from the Como Zoo. The, uh, Como Which part. animal died? Well, the three-year-old gray seal. Stanley. Oh, it's a shame. Stanley. According to the zoo, Stanley went into surgery for conjunctival grafts on his eyes. Oh, boy. The surgery was successful, but Stanley went into a dive response that included a slowing of the heart rate. No. Statement from the zoo said, despite all effort, Stanley never woke up from surgery. The team is heartbroken and Stanley will be greatly missed. That's uh, a shame. That story led me to singing. Elton John's song "Gray Seal" for about an hour around my house. So. Is is Sparky still alive? From when I, I was think a kid? we don't. We have a new Sparky. Maybe I think there's they, a couple of new ones. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a Sparky. Uh, every time one goes away. Yeah. And if you uh, you know you're despondent like Chris is about the election, uh, whatever uh-huh. side you're on, maybe you had a winner or loser you didn't like. Uh, here's some here's some news. The Houston Astros six game victory over the Phillies finished as the second least watched World Series. In the history of wow. the World Series on television. Wow. Here's why I'm not despondent about that. Yeah. And I've shared this with you guys a number of times. I hate the modern game. I still love baseball. I hate the modern game. It's it's boring. What's What are some of the shows that beat it? The Mass uh, Singer. You know, it probably still did well, I'm guessing. Yeah, uh, you know it's probably top. So you don't have the shows above it. Uh, well, I Fox don't. Does. I have. I just have the numbers uh, of oh. the watchers. It has to because Fox still puts it in prime time. Yeah. It, well, and I'm sure uh, 
the average over 11 million. The because game. unless it's so, on a weekend, I know the NBA finals and the Stanley Cup finals aren't aren't in prime time unless it's a Saturday or Sunday game. Just football. Just football. The six That's games. Six games averaged eleven thousand seven hundred eighty-four thousand people. No, eleven million. Eleven million. What did I say? Eleven thousand. Jeez, that would be really low. That'd be it? low, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be lower than we get. All I got. <laughs> now there was uh, not to confuse the issue, but there's also over twelve million streaming the games. But that's huh. yeah, you know, that does I, confuse the issue. I suppose that, and I suppose it cuts into what you're talking about because, well, because. Johnny, thank you. Yes, we elected a dead guy in Pennsylvania. Say, uh, Eckberg Lammers <laughs> Law Firm. Yeah. Uh, see, you don't want to fool around with electing dead people. If you're despondent, give the lamb a call. No, if you're you're going to die someday, and you can't do anything about that. Let you want to create. Up. You want to create an estate plan. That's a bad ad today, isn't it? Everybody's dying and they're voting for dead people. And I wonder if that dead guy had an estate plan. Tony oh. Gaboni or whatever his name was in oh Philadelphia. <laughs> wow. Eckberg Lammers has been creating estate plans <laughs> and wills for more than 70 years. They take care of family problems. You're trying to sell the cabin. You got divorces and marriages and kids and what have you. You have an estate. No matter how big or small the estate, you don't want your estate to fall into the hands of the government authorities upon your death. You want your family to take over a real smooth operation. If you don't think you need one, think again. If you don't have a plan in place for your family, the courts will decide that. You don't want that to happen. The estate planning team at Eckberg Lammers can help you make sure your estate will transition smoothly the way you want. And then all the people you leave behind will say, you know, the old guy took care of this all right. Mm -hmm. We don't have to worry about it. Make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers uh, and and take care of this. I don't care how old you are. Take care of it. It's terribly important. Call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878 or visit EckbergLammers.com slash will. What did you call him, Tony the Pony? Tony Gaboni. <laughs> Hey, this guy's dead. Ah, F it. Put him in. As the mystery continues to win, uh, you will not have Second Amendment rights. Uh, that nope. I, don't, I don't want to get into that today, but they'll successfully eliminate the Second Amendment. Yep. Because the mystery cannot have you armed. Although. And you look at the, you look at Walls, Ellison, Angie, Craig. Uh, you don't think they would uh, be on the side of depriving you of your Second Amendment rights? Of course. They would be in a heartbeat. Because there's no balance to these people. They're they're too dominating now. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. Yeah. I, I just asked Dill, you think Zuckerberg's a conservative, more conservative or more liberal? He goes, I don't know, but I know he's not a human being. <laughs> he's right. He's, he's an odd duck. Dill, should we play some jazz? G? Yeah, we'll do that. Explain to me. I didn't Just want to hear that. I already think I'm stupid. 
How does the runoff work in Georgia, John? You vote again. It's the voting. Everybody votes again. Same. It happened last election, too. In fact, that's what swayed the Senate to the Democrats. Okay, gotcha. When, when Warnock beat uh, the the woman who... Uh, well, that psychopath would do uh, Georgia a favor by staying away. He would. Well, he I won't would. be able to help himself. Herschel's his guy. Oh, he's a sick human being. Didn't he give Herschel the big contract in the USFL? Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Well, then there's a fighting chance Herschel never saw a nickel of it because this guy doesn't pay his debts. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Yeah, you just saw it. about this i don't know who this person is but about this pretty incredible that the we'll make you poor and less safe but we'll let you kill your baby message seems to work for a lot of people wow that is spot on well maybe the ray of hope is that in hennepin county there were 154,000 people who didn't vote for walls And in Ramsey County, there were 36,000 people who didn't vote for Walls. Isn't that a tad shocking that Minneapolis had four times as many, or Hennepin County had four times as many as Ramsey? Or am I overthinking? You know what I'm saying? No. The population of Ramsey County is not that big. Is is that proportion? Hennepin County is much bigger. I know that, but is that proportionate to the... Yeah. Okay. Well, the reason I guess I was talking about gas prices is they use the reserves ahead of the midterms to keep them low. Mm-hmm. They're going to start going up probably today. Four. I think so. Plus my camera. Let's go here. <sighs> Why? Well, <laughs> um, I do have an ad here. You know what? The whole the whole tone of the show probably should change. What good does it do to come in every day and talk about the failed academy and and no. everything else? It's all it's just inevitable that it's all gonna happen. But I, I think that that's why people come to this show, don't you? Well think of how many I was reelected in Gumption County by a handy margin. Think of how many different I, outlets I didn't vote for you. Especially locally. <laughs> you vote for Darlene, didn't you? The I voted woman who drives the volunteer fire department truck. I volunteer or I, I, I voted for the dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> um but Boney think Maroney. How many different outlets just that basically are, are from this market talk about what we talk about? There's zero. I mean Dan a little bit, but there's zero. Well, there's what's his name? Uh who's the guy on uh, Justice and Drew? Yeah, Justice. That's what I was thinking of. Didn't he die? One of them. No. No, Drew did. The, Drew Justice died. was Justice was in the hospital when Drew died. That's right. I remember reading his tweets. Gotcha. I don't yeah. know those guys. I don't, I don't know anything about that. I think you guys take this stuff way too seriously. Yeah, well, it's only. I'm life. just gonna. I'm just gonna sit and play guitar. It's only life. Well, John, that's because I had a three hundred dollar heating bill last month. I'd die for a three hundred dollar heating bill. Oh, you got a bigger house than maybe. I do. Maybe I was gonna say maybe you guys should get smaller houses. <laughs> I really, really want to move. I really, really do. No, you don't. 
Yeah, I do. You love St. Paul. I used to. If she's, I, I, I don't believe you. What? Because you, you love the garage. There's no way you. So do. I'll go somewhere else and build a garage. All right. <laughs> you can't have a garage in your new place, Joe. Right. Governor Walls just said no garage for no you. No garages. Well, he's leading us towards no cars. <laughs> Dylan, I wish you could hear this conversation. <laughs> Why don't we get going here? All right, I got an ad. You ready, Johnny? Uh, sure, I forgot what Wait, we were Wait, I'll doing. play a bump first. I'll you play a, a thing. Liner. A liner. In first. three, two, one. Truth, justice, and the souchere. That was it, huh? Well, you've only heard it 15,000 times. Despondent times, Joe. Thank you, boys. Who are you going to call? Uh, Fetterman. Ghostbusters? Slushbusters. That's, that's what I meant. Garage Logic would like to welcome a new partner to the show, and it's our friends at Slushbuster. You see, the Slushbuster was invented by Dave Pounds right here in Burnsville, Minnesota. Dave got tired of all the corrosive slush that was rusting his cars and damaging his garage floor, and the broomstick and boot that was used to remove the slush just wasn't cutting it anymore. And you saw my slush buster when you brought it in for me the it other day. It looks like it would work. So here's the deal. The slush buster is designed and assembled right here in Rogers, Minnesota. It's the only device in the market that is specially designed to remove that slush. It will greatly reduce the slush that damages your vehicle and your garage floor. And it can also reduce ice formation that can cause slips and falls that can injure you and your family. GLers, we know you take good care of your vehicles and your garage, and the Slush Buster is going to help you out with both. Invented in Minnesota by our friend Dave. Show him some support and order a Slush Buster today. You can learn more and order yours at slushbuster.us. That's slushbuster.us. You might need one by this weekend. No kidding. So yeah. here's what was really cool about this. Um, Dave and his, and his lovely wife came I in. met him, didn't I? Yes, you did. Uh, Dave's a huge car guy, by the way, as, yeah. you, as, you, as you learned. So they were in here. We were, we were chatting, and it was before Mike and I were going to do the weekly scramble. And we had said, well, what outlets are you in? We, we, we were striking up conversation. And Mike, here's how cool Fratelloni is. Mike's in the other room, and he goes, well, send a couple to each one of my stores. And Dave goes, Really? I go, well, that was easy. Here that we was go. Easy. That so was easy. just if you want to, if you want to check it out, just go to any one of the Fratelloni's locations and you can find a slush buster right there. But again, slushbuster.us. Uh, if you do place an order online, please tell them you heard it over here on the Garage Logic podcast. Hmm. Stacy, the GL geologist, offers a series of three earthquakes near Fiji. Why not? Magnitude 6.8, 7, and 6.6. <laughs> no tsunami warnings have been issued. She also noted, mother is rumbling off the coast of Italy, reports of minor damage, but no injuries noted with a 5.6-er off of the coast of central Italy. I don't know what side of the country that would be on, mm. but uh, we've got some rumbling taking place. 
And you know, uh, only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. I said yesterday, that's where I wish I was. Yeah. And the Traveling Lymans note on yesterday's podcast, you said a place I wish I was right now. Well, the vacation house we're renting has two separate guest rooms. No, two separate guest houses. We can accommodate six guests. You and the CP or the crew and their significant others are more than welcome to come and stay at no cost or rent. You could even do the podcast from here with live videos of the visiting wildlife. Can you imagine the fun conversation at sundowner time, happy hour on the veranda? Yeah, I don't know if the CP would really want to go to Africa. You don't think so? And I'm, you know what? I'm going to go out on a pretty sturdy limb and say I don't think that's likely. That would be a lovely wouldn't that be plane neat? ride for the two of you? Be a long one, wouldn't think it? Think of all the conversation you could strike up, especially post-election, huh? On this day in 1862. Joe, today is 11 uh, In the aftermath of the U.S.-Dakota War, a mob of settler colonists attacked a group of Dakota captives in New Ulm. The troops guarding the captives managed to restore order. Five days later in Henderson, settler colonists attacked Dakota captives being marched to Fort Snelling. Uh, they killed a Dakota infant before soldiers dispersed the crowd. Hmm. On this day in 1891, George A. Hormel launched his packing house in Austin, operating out of an old creamery. Did you know that? I did not. I didn't. No. On this day in 1913, day two of the three-day Great Storm of 1913, which killed 251 people on the Great Lakes, 44 on Lake Superior, and sunk 17 boats. So you only get bad weather now, though. <laughs> but if we just pay the U.N., we can fix that. Or, you know, have a local tax. Well, f fortunately, that's coming with the newly elected. Uh, oh, government. we're going green, yeah. yeah. On this day Great. in 1940, two members of Alcoholics Anonymous visited Minnesota to watch a football game and to contact people who would ask for help with their drinking problems. They connect with one, B. Patrick Cronin, who would date his sobriety to November 11th, 1940, and eventually help start more than 450 AA groups in the Midwest. Wow. That's pretty good, huh? A lot of groups, yeah. Well, GLers, uh, you can be despondent like Reavers or like me. We can search for a new way to live because it's got to be one of the two. Thank you. How about a oh, quote Lord. from Thomas Sowell before we go? All right. Democrats could sell refrigerators to Eskimos before Republicans could sell them blankets. That's right. <laughs> he is right. Despondent. Yeah. We were Go talking ahead, about Slushbuster there. Uh, yes, sir. Yes. Uh, you know where they need that today? Where? Uh, my, my brother informed me of their forecast, so I looked it up. In Bismarck today, blizzard warning, 8 to 12 inches of snow. You're kidding. <laughs> no. Really, oh, John? Wow. Potential for blizzard. Right now, it's 17 degrees there. Blizzard conditions, 8 to 12 inches of snow. Expected. Oh, my word. You know, I could hunker yep. down right now for about a two-week run. What the hell? Yeah. All I got is that podcast. Yeah. GLers, do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button on the old Garage Logic YouTube page if you wouldn't mind. And you can follow us on all of our social media channels Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you haven't done so yet and have been thinking about it, join the Garage Logic Town Council because there you are going to get 24 7 access to all sorts of behind the scenes footage and also previous segments from years ago. It's all available to you. 
for just 10 bucks a month and $100 a year. Learn more and sign up at garagelogic.com and hang in there. Oh, Josh is going to be all full of piss and vinegar tomorrow. Why? Josh is not a fan of the current administration. I didn't even check. How is the, how did the market respond to election day? It's down. Down. Yeah. What else is new? Hey, my memories from three years ago on Facebook, I went to Grundhoffers. (laughs) Whatever happened to them? Are they still advertising on the old neighbor? Don't know. Don't listen. I don't either. There's nothing to listen to. Yeah. What was, was on CCO on a Sunday afternoon back in 1960? Twins? Without can, the twins. I can look that up for I you. Mean, if you it, want were they that. selling snake oil like they are now or? You know, selling real estate or whatever the hell they're doing. No idea. They probably had weekend programming, I would guess. That's what my point is, and I bet yeah. they were all local. Well, hell, they still had weekend programming as as far back as the nineties. I mean, I remember listening I mean, to you, it. I think you meant to say as recently as the nineties. Sorry, you're right. I meant to say as recently as the nineties. Joe, give I'm me a day the, again. I'm, what year? Nineteen sixty. Well, give me any year. Nineteen sixty, sixty-one, sixty-two, anything. All right, we'll go. I'll just click on 62 since it popped up, and I'll go to November, and I'll go to Sunday, November 11th. Sure. And let's see what it says. Oh, come on, you bastard. What and site are you on? On newspapers.com, because that always oh. has the schedule, remember? Oh, the, uh, sure. Yeah. Hey, member? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jordan just sent a photo. 2024, here we come, and it's the weekend at Bernie's. Movie yeah. poster, yeah. and they got Biden with the sunglasses on. <laughs> God. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Now I just have to find the listings. God almighty. There's a uh, page 52. I wonder what page uh, I can find the TV listings on. Well, you what? picked a Sunday. That's a bad day for a thick paper. Or radio listings you wanted, not TV. Yeah. Radio listings. Come on. Is that newspapers.com? Does it have the classified ads? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got everything. Okay. I got to get it. What do you I can, do? You can zip through every page of the paper from whatever day you want. Well, you'd have to go to newspapers.com and sign up. And how much is it a month? Um, if you want the full works, which I have, it's $19.99. A month. But you, yes. But you can also get uh, a, a lesser version. For seven ninety nine, which doesn't have all the newspapers, it's also a tax write off. Well, you? can you get one yeah. that's just only the Minneapolis paper? No, no. But you wouldn't you want all of them? I'm I'm just enough of a neurotic fool that I would just spend time looking at the classifieds. Yeah, it's it's easy to do. I'm not even a neurotic fool. Well, I might be, and I do it. <laughs> I'm looking. Hang on. Oh I'm boy, you and Al Franken, Joe. Al Franken just tweeted, thanks, Trump. Please run again. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. He's uh, not wrong. Oh, come on. Uh, Reavers, uh, ready? No. 
Well, I am. <laughs> yeah, I am. Popular political sentiment on today's show. Yep. Seems to suggest. Seems to suggest. Yep. That we are doomed. <laughs> Period. Well, it's two to it's two to one. Let's put it that way that we're doomed. <laughs> are we? Question mark. Ooh. And that's all for today because the only Ooh. show we had today was election. It's too bad you can't. John Height and News and the Dylan, the battling Dylans, the the battling heights. heights. What do you got? You're not finding anything. Well, I'm trying to get to the page, but it takes forever. Well, go to a Tuesday when there isn't an 85,000 page newspaper. Yeah. Flip Wilson. You know, hey, I know no, you, Tuesdays won't work. We do need a weekend. I'm sorry. You said uh, weekend to start. Yeah. Yeah. You two are probably the, the wrong two to ask, but how long does it take to renew a passport? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. I just did it. Uh, you did? It took a while. You have to fill out paperwork and they take your picture, right? Isn't well, it? there's a, apparently if you go to their, the. You need one to go to Buffalo? No, no, no. I'm not, I'm actually not going to the game this weekend. Um, No, the wife wants to do it. It was our 15 year anniversary a couple of weeks ago. So she wants to do a trip this, this winter. And she actually wants to go with me. Well, then you better get going. Big toy sale. November 11, 1962, big toy sale. So I got a neighbor, and I don't know this neighbor, but I can see the back. When I leave my cul-de-sac, I can see the, the backside of their house. Don't, sure. don't make it creepy. Yeah. They already have their Christmas tree up. Wow. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Not a little soon? Yeah, yeah it's too don't soon. Don't worry. that'll be uh, Christmas will not be allowed within five years. <laughs> you guys. Because there's not enough equity in it. What is wrong with you people? There's not enough you equity. Guys, That's what, from now on, I'm calling you guys, you people. The yeah. guy, the boys couldn't wear their Halloween costumes to school the other day. Well, it's coming. There'll be no Christmas because it's not equitable. Did I miss something? Is that how long's that been a thing? Uh, people keep trying to sell it as a religious deal. It's freaking Halloween. That's what I think. They're kids. Yeah, that was the coolest <laughs> thing ever when you were seven and yeah. eight boogers. I never wore a costume. Are we having? Uh, we didn't even promote Liz Collin tomorrow. Oh shit. You want to go back on? Should we start over? No. <laughs> well, add it to your thing. Add it to your thing. Hey, Liz Collins tomorrow show. Okay. I do must almost do, be there, Joe. Do you want to do Hauser at all this week? No, I don't. Okay. No. You get nothing. And you like I disagree. It. I disagree. Well, I know, but you're wrong. I'm no. not arguing with you. That's why you. I'm just telling you why you're wrong. That's why you're always right. I love the guy, but no. we're not going to get any hard hitting opinions. He's too careful. He's very clever. That's why he's been at it for 30 That's years. Right. He knows what he's doing. Oscar Peterson was in town. I would have gone to see that. On John, November so 11th. far you've been really just no help at all on this. <laughs> well, I, th- I got it. I got television here. Hang on. Let me see if I got radio too. Television. Radio. Okay. Here we go. Here yeah, we yeah. are. Here we go. Hey. Radio today. Sunday, November 11th. What year? 1962. All right. Uh, 1 p.m. We have football, of course, on CCO, the okay. Minnesota Vikings versus the Chicago Bears. All right. At 3 p.m., boy, games only took two hours. Yeah. In those days, uh, we have the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra conducted by Karl Bohm. Okay. Playing, playing also Sprock Zarathustra by Wonderful. Strauss. At 5 p.m., we have Glenn Miller featured oh, on boy. brochure. 
Wow. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Those aren't all CCO. I lied. That was oh. WLOL FM, the Berlin Philharmonic. Glenn Miller was the whale, W-A-Y-L. Um, boy, they only give highlights, Joe. I'm sorry to report they don't uh, have the full day. Now I feel bad. What are your thoughts on Glenn Miller, John? Uh, Glenn Miller was a swinging band. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wasn't one of my favorites, but uh, I preferred gotcha. more jazzy. He was pretty pop. Pretty pop. Gotcha. Well, you want to know what was on TV? Sure. Would that make you feel better? Wait, yeah. was that awful Bob and Ray crap that Joe thinks oh, is funny? Bob and Ray was hysterical. That's very oh, crap. I forgot. Jesus, I'm out God, now, with you too. now I know why Chris likes Adam Sandler. Yeah. Um, let's what, see. What the hell? I've never said anything about Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah I know, but that's just a go-to for your generation. So, well, uh, We had football mean. at 1 o'clock. We had the Vikings and Bears on Channel 4. And then at 2.30, of course, the AFL, Denver versus Boston. That was on Channel 9. Wow. Boston? For football? Yeah. Channel 9 yeah. then would have been oh, ABC. Yeah. Um, we had, after that, Channel 5 at that point had that on. That was uh, NBC. At 3.30, they would have had Sander Van Oker. Remember him? Sure. Uh, interviewing Mrs. Dwight D. Eisenhower and Mrs. John F. Kennedy. Fascinating. At uh, 7 o'clock, we go to the evening with the Ed Sullivan Show on Channel 4 with Robert Goulet, Phyllis McGuire, Dan Rowan, and Dick Martin, and Senior Oensis. Mm -hmm. 7 o'clock. 8 uh, p.m., Lucille Ball guest stars on the Danny K Show on Channel 5. Uh, Dean Martin and Stephen Boyd guest star on the Dinah Shore Show on Channel 5 at 9 o'clock. A lot, mm -hmm. of, lot of variety shows, man. Yep. The Jerry Lester show. I don't know that. Bobby Darren. Is there anything yeah. on after the news or they shut her down? Uh, all they show is up until 10 o'clock. Yeah. And, then, and then that's it. There's nothing mm -hmm. after that. So they actually have the whole week, which is kind of interesting. All the highlights are what they consider the highlights. Go to the classified ads or is that too hard to find? Uh, it probably it should be close to this, I would think. Huh? You would think. Let's, let's check. Let's check. That ain't it. That ain't it. Southerners speak boldly on problems. Uh-huh. Sure. And how'd that, how'd that work out for him? Bob and Ray here for a buck. Well, I almost said the F word. Don't start. Start, Reavers. <laughs> they were geniuses. Joe, were Bob and Ray geniuses? Mm -hmm. Yes, they were. So. Ray Elliott and Bob Goulding. Yeah. And who's who's Ray Elliott's son there? He's on some Saturday Night Live BS. Chris. He? Chris, who's who's his son? Uh, that was kind of a hint. Chris, who's his son? Very good. Yeah, yeah. it's a reality son. Hmm. He made his bones first on Letterman, remember? He was hysterical on Letterman. Chris Elliott? Always played just weird characters. The character under the seats. That original Letterman show was brilliant. The NBC version. Uh, Joe, I'm on page 71 right now. I still haven't got there. Yeah, never mind. It's okay. I'm going to keep looking now, you bastard. Johnny, I'm watching that uh, Reggie Jackson video you retweeted. Happy birthday, John Denny. Reggie Jackson has Jackson a present for you. Levels him. <laughs> hey, have you seen the video, Joe? No. So John Denny, he was Tigers pitcher, right? Isn't that the Tigers? I think he was the Tigers, yeah. I'm not sure. Brushes Jackson back at Yankee Stadium, and then Jackson launches one about 600 feet. And as he's rounding the bases, uh, Denny comes to the plate, and Jackson just knocks him out. <laughs> just what did Jackson, Jackson come to the plate for? Because they were yelling at each other. Oh, I think he thought Reggie perhaps was celebrating too much when he hit it. Oh, 
Because I Reggie, would too if I hit one that far. Reggie watched it and threw the bat, and then you know, kind of laughed all the way around the bases. And... Boy, Reggie could hit the ball, huh? Mm-hmm. You think? Was he a that, jerk? Well, I guess nah, depends not on terribly. <laughs> depends on who you talk to. He was the straw that straw that stirred the drink. There you go. Thurman Munson hated him. Yeah. Well, oh, they got oh really? Yeah, but yeah. Thurman Munson was a jerk. He was. Yeah, I was going to say, but he's. Uh, Kind of noted as a jerk. How many pages were on the Sunday paper, Joe? Well, people were informed back then, so quite a few. I am now, uh, it's ads, it's Dayton's ad, but page 87. Wow. Seriously? Uh, and, and there's the engagements on page 89. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Mon Pot Kettle getting hitched. Travelers enjoy food and chili. <laughs> well, you're at the travel section. Country Kitchen. Gleams and decorator, something or the other. I used to love Country Kitchen. As the a Country Gal Man was the best sandwich. It was just a ham and cheese, but when I was a kid, it seemed like you know. Oh, this is incredible! Wait, we're getting new what now? We have, we're getting new gate access things. What? Why? You know what is amazing, Joe? These last twenty pages have been full of like store ads. I mean, yeah. Newspaper papers used to make a lot of money. Oh, they had. Oh, they do it now. Oh, here we go. I'm here finally. Find MG if the cars are in alphabetical order. Well, first again, there's like six pages. First, I got birth announcements. Uh, Let's see. Bet all those people are dead. Well, I don't think so, Chris. I was born in '57. Okay. Oh yeah, they're just old. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> Personals, business service, business service, antiques and art goods, building supplies. Boy, I mean, there's, I'm on my third page of uh, personals, or huh. not personals, but uh, building supplies, they're alphabetical. So you could be under cars, Joe? Automobiles. Automobiles. And I got to go backwards. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. I didn't know this would be so difficult for you. It's kind of fun. We're kind of having fun. Yeah. Are you having uh, fun? I'm having fun. I'm having fun. It's not under automobiles either, so I wonder what it's under. Because there's auction. There's a ton of auction stuff. Hey, $25 reward if you find my lost small red dog. Last seen in Annandale. Like that Francis. is not my dog. <laughs> does, does your dog bite? <laughs> that is not my dog. Okay, let me see if I can find cars because it'll drive me nuts. Boy, the Rev's going nuts on Twitter today. Is he? Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't really done much on Twitter. I did last night. It was fascinating to hear everybody. I had to stay off Twitter last night. I, I couldn't take it. Watching the, uh, watching oh, the coverage was, was bad enough. How about guitars? B sharp music. You should shop there. I uh, bought a guitar there as soon as I moved to town, actually. Yeah, which, so which I do not have anymore. Serious question here. Back to Ilhan, not they're, they're not spending any ads on on her campaign, obviously because they knew she was going to win. So did they just did they just funnel all that money towards the Craig campaign? Who's they? The Democratic Party. Oh, probably. I don't know. Did you see know. the amount of money spent on that campaign? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Well, the Republicans were thinking they could uh, make some inroads there. And so everybody threw. Million yeah. dollars? Mm-hmm. 
Oof. The whole system is. Uh, well, yeah. Don't tell me this is about serving the public. It's not. No. You want a job in 1962? No, I just thought you know cars were a pretty big item in 62. Well, I Joe, I'm, I'm on page 112 at this point, and probably page 15 of the want ads. Isn't that something? And, and I haven't seen cars yet. Hey, you can sell Avon. You want to buy a beer tavern? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, cars must have their own section, I'm guessing. You know here. what? I bet you're right. Yeah. It would have been full of dealership ads. Yep. Yep. Apartments. Yeah, so they're not alphabetical. I bet they do have their own. Uh, apartments. I'm on my fourth page of apartments. Houses, two, three, four, five pages of houses, six pages of houses. What in the hell? This would have taken three hours to read. Mm -hmm. Well, more than that, probably. It takes me two hours now to... I, I literally 10, I'm now on 10 pages of houses. Literally, I hate it when I say that because I hate it when people say it. Page 133, by the way. Why don't you turn us off? Here we go. Oh. Used autos for sale. Here All we right. go. Bye, Here are they we alphabetical? Go. Um, no, they're uh, right now 